0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We've got the kiln fired up. We've got the furnace prepped. We're about to unsheath the laser fire of Torah. Yes, Rizcha Daraisa is coming your way. But first, you've heard me on this platform touting NRS, a great company whose many dedicated employees I get to see in action. NRS Pay has recently launched its new cost-cutting program called Cash Discount. The way it works is any vendor using NRS Pay Cash Discount has their sale register tabulating automatically a dual pricing, which offers customers a choice of a cash payment, which could result in an up to 4% discount over swiping their card. If your business meets the $18,000 a month threshold, there's absolutely no monthly fee to incur. NRS Pay Cash Discount makes it less expensive to accept credit cards, so you'll save money while helping your customers save at the same time. NRS is offering a time-limited deal right now on this state-of-the-art system. You'll get a free card reader with zero hidden fees, no long-term contract, and no early termination fee, which means you can switch your processing plan without penalty. NRS Pay is a proud part of the IDT corporation that I've been associated with for over 10 years and has integrity built into its corporate DNA. I know its founder, its officers and salespeople, and they truly stand by their product and will help you with live stateside based customer service on any issue or question. Check NRSPay.com for more information or call 833-289-2767. And now, Rishchad coming your way, get ready. If it's Mitzvah Shabbos Kodesh, this must be Rishchad Arisa. I am here with Rabbi Yassif Gabriel Bechafel, and neither of us were at the keynote Aguda convention Mitzvah Shabbos speeches. I, I want to I want to uh, applaud their letter that was written uh, a couple of days ago. Yudzai Kislev. It was written in a nice uh, classic rabbinic prose. And just to um, read one or two lines from it, I, I think they restored their, I guess, respectability a little bit in terms of, of and, and, at least in my eyes. in my eyes, In other words, it's understandable. Everybody knows that we are davening specifically for their welfare, and with an understanding that the soldiers are in multiple areas, that nothing should happen to them. And. Again, uh, with an understanding of all the uh, refugees, religious and irreligious, that have had to leave their homes. They also have some nice poetic language about uh, the... Hostages without in any way slighting or indicating any difference between uh, the irreligious uh, hostages, as they say – that Hashem Yichlats oniba onyoi, Havusha Yatemer at Shivioi, Yigahem Mizuroi, Vyachbosh Helioi, Yishoma, Vyaches Pidjoin, Hashem Yochus Virachem am oni ve Evioin, Vyachotzu, Koev, every single hostage, Mitachas, Yodeymach Zoria Sholosum bene Abla. Not bad, right? Aren't you a little bit of... Who's signed, Who's signed? Who's signed in it? Signed by Ravarin Feldman, David Goldberg. Ellie Brudy.
1: So these guys signed it, even though they uh, were evidently beforehand uh, not for fair soldiers.
0: Yeah, interesting, right? Interesting. Look, I, I think they realized the cracks that were forming, the pushback that they were getting, even you know, from many, many qu- quarters, including Riska Daraisa. And I think that was part of what was motivating this letter. I, I sort of think that it was meant in a way also as a pushback to Israelis. I think there's people in Eretz Yisrael who have been disgusted by the take that the good had. And I think the letter seems to me to be not necessary for our audience. I think it might be for the B'nai Eretz Yisrael. By the way, tonight, the convention is highlighting the fact that as we're speaking, this is the 43rd anniversary of the Petira Rebiz HaKutner. And I want to recommend to our listeners a reprint of Rav Pinchas Stolper's eulogy at the 20th anniversary uh, that was reprinted in the Flatbush Jewish Journal. You can probably find it online as well. A lot of interesting uh, uh, vignettes and nice zugs from, uh, that you can find there. I'll share a couple of them with you that, that Rav Stolper's, the uh, Charnoel mentions. First of all, in terms of Rav Stolper's own uh, struggle in NCSY, uh, Rav Huttner seems to have been whispering in his ear uh, continuously to st- stay at it and that that it was so important the ncsy experiment that it was something that really had to continue no matter what and when rostoper told him how difficult it was you can imagine what it was like in the 70s told him no go to go to hawaii zitsafen beach lay a roman read a book sit on the beach get your kichas back and come back and do it and that was, I think, a, uh, a Spitz type of Rav Huttner type of Zog. Another cute thing that he writes there is that when Begin came to America, he met with the Rabone Yisro, with the Moyetses, with the, the Rosh and they met at the Rav Moshe Feinstein's house. And uh, the Shin Bet or whatever, the security around Begin searched, you know, that apartment on FDR Drive. They were searching for, for bombs and for anything. So Rav Hutner, you know, was the one who spoke with the Israelis because he spoke Hebrew. He said, <laughs> If you're looking for bombs, you're only going to find them in the Moshe. Moshe. I found that quite humorous.
1: I'm sure I've mentioned on this program before how much uh, I was in, influenced uh, by the by biography of Huttner, which was put out by his daughter and the service of corner of Yitzvah. Incredible, incredible things there. And from his diary, from his poetry, his statements, just amazing things. Unbelievable person, obviously. Epic stature and classics of
0: I did go back to work this week and, of course, uh, Abelson-Hyman, of course, which makes such incredibly superior products. But Rav said said, when he was talking about Chaim Berlin, he said, <laughs> In other words, we don't make hot dogs. That's not what we're about. He says, all our Talmudim are different. If you're a hot dog, you want all of them to have the same, like A and H quality. They all come out the same. That was what he said. He says, his yeshiva, they were all different. And he felt that he was able to understand that what you need is something different for every Talmud. I'll pee the derech of the altar. Uh, he was going to find the, the proper mahalach. Uh, another thing which I, I should mention just in light of, I started today with the Agudas reaching out to... Zahal, uh, the Moetzes, decided to meet with, uh, to send the Mishrachat uh, to meet Moshe Dayan. Uh, Moshe Dayan, it seemed, in, 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 in one of the governments, uh, when they were pushing for Bnei Yeshiva to be drafted, Moshe Dayan actually sided with the other side and felt there was no need. And uh, he's, his words carried the day. And uh, the Maletsis felt that they needed when they when Moshe Dayan came that they should send someone to speak with him and to thank him for his support of not pushing the Bnei Bne Yeshiva into, into military service. And um, Rav Huttner came and spoke to him and spoke to him about why was it that you know he he sided this way and and Dayan said that he he was raised irreligious. They they ate on Yom Kippur, but he said when he went to school. He was given uh, a poetry to read and to, and to, and to I guess, uh, to memorize. And he picked Bialik Samasmit. And he, Dayan, was so moved by what it said there, you know, that, um, you know, Shamir, uh, you're nothing, you know, with stones, you're nothing compared to Ma'atak keneged the Talmud Chochem. the the resiliency and the strength. Of of what it means to work at a sugya, of of how tough it is, what it means to learn what Bayalik described when when he was in Veloshin, it made an incredible impression on Dayan, who never, of course, was religious at all, but still he felt that that was something that stayed with him.
1: Right, because Hamasvi me, homos- me is a very uh, anti uh, <laughs> anti yeshiva, <point. laughs> really anti the way of life of yeshiva.
0: It's sort of you know, satirical, almost. Yes, it is not almost. It is, but it was interesting that that Dayan was was affected by it, and 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 Rav Hutner brought, and I guess Rav Huttner told people about that, and again that that was an interest. So you know, it, it's it, I think what we really see here is that there was a lot more poly- cross pollination forty years ago than there was today. Today things are so bigger and polarized to the point that. Like, like, it, it almost wouldn't make sense that if Netanyahu came to the U.S. that uh, somehow Revan Feldman would be meeting him. It was, it was a, a different Veldt, a different Veldt altogether, no, clearly.
1: I, I wanted to go back to something from before. This is what Rev. Dov put out. And uh, I found it, I found it uh, very fascinating, the, the first part. Uh, this is from Arab Shabbos, Parshish Vayushchuk, so it's hard off the press. ain't on the so at the end he speaks the Shabbos, and that's obviously, but uh, the first he spoke And he says, especially the Mila of letting things go to another person. hey yet, where that person is, any person, any situation, your to see, grab onto the meter of Vitor. That's not even a good translation of Vitor in English. It doesn't have a, um, and I think that, um, you know, the, the, they had to, and even in Hebrew, they have to introduce the word lefargain from Yiddish, which is, uh, a, a ca- kind of like a synonym, which they use for, um, let things slide or, or let people, um, let people, uh, have what they have, have what they have. It says, i is Murray Akhishma Biosika Shadow especially a person when it's something which he holds that the justice was with him. I did speak about this several times over Shabbos, and I think yeah, I am I'm impressed.
0: Obviously, he's he's referring to the fact that if we're Mavatar on the zulas and on on Us, and obviously now is not the time to stand so firm on principles to the point. That were Mizalzo and others. It's a statement that needs to be said. It's a simple statement, and it's a statement that everybody has to hear. Uh, and and the firm people, I think, he understands, are many times civil so because uh, their own sense of righteousness becomes so strong. Also,
1: somebody, sent me... from uh, And you know, I have to tell you okay, this letter from the moezs mitigates things a lot, but Ralatzko was very very uh, um uh, much nice about jao with all the soldiers and all the people who were in sora and they they're, they're very I, I think in
0: general it was i think it was really an american mishigas that 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 really was it festered as you said you you, you theorized that it had to do with uh, you know, knowrevar Aaron Feldman's brisk the fact that he was so long and brisk and other things. But you know, I, I think it manifests itself a lot more in, in America than it does in Ertzis. So despite what you mentioned last week about Rav Shmuel Ar-Bach. I I want to ask you something about uh, another event that occurred this week that I think Rizka de Rice needs to talk about, especially since uh, you are uh, my go-to guy uh, about German Jewry. Henry Kissinger, 100 years old, died Beseva, <laughs> Mamish Beseva, and with his Gedanken, I think. Uh, he, he wrote a book last year. In, in many people's mind, you know, the Godolador died in terms of thinking, the geopolitical Godolador, one of the great, great brains of the 20th and maybe even 21st century. He was writing, he wrote a book about AI four or five years ago. His co-authors said one of the reasons why he lived so long was because he never retired. Uh, every day he found new challenges, new things to think about. And, and and remember, he fought in World War II. You know, he he escaped Germany in 38. He enlisted in the U.S. and the United States Army. He, he was cleaning r- latrines. He was a private. He was cleaning latrines when uh, the sergeant had a problem reading some sort of document and Kissinger with his brilliance was able to uh, understand it and explain it. And from there... You know, Kissinger rose with the G.I. Bill. He ended up going, of course, to Harvard. Uh, he was chosen by Nixon in 1968 as his national security advisor, eventually secretary of state. Um, I, I can tell you that when Kissinger became secretary of state, uh, there was a deep pride in the Jewish community. Um, I don't know. Again, you might have been too young to
1: to appreciate it. Well, like, uh, I think I mentioned on this program before. I'm sure I mentioned this before that in 1974, when the Beckhofer family got a dog. So, for for the brief amount of time which we had him, we named him Henry Kissinger, because that was our um, the, our regard for Henry Kissinger. After the disengagement process in Sinai and then and, and Syria was at a low ebb, to put it mildly, and we felt his name was appropriate to associate with a dog. I think most Israelis had that opinion at that time.
0: Clearly, he has a, it's it's a mixed legacy vis-a-vis the jewish people in a way he sort of although he was a liberator of the concentration camps he was involved in that I, I think he was able to think really in a very abstract way about things you know many people believe that he got it right about a lot of nations i don't know if he ever understood the significance of Am Yisrael. in his mind israel was just another player
1: because was an army private like you said the army saw that he had talent as a de facto dictator. So promoted to sergeant, reassigned into the army counterintelligence corps. When Krefeld, he was sent to run the town of Bensheim and the Burgessstrasse County. Kissinger seized a well-pointed villa outside Bensheim and a fancy Mercedes car for his tours around the area, where they continued to his image as an imperial figure. Stories of his affairs with German women and his lavish dinner parties began to swirl. Jerry Bekoffer, Another uncle, an you know, army officer. Visit of Kissinger at the time he counts. He really enjoyed the trappings of authority.
0: So that's even in World War II, where he had actually been a refugee. Within within ten years, he had already become a macher. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing that that endears Kissinger to me. Uh, you know, maybe it's because I grew up w- with very European parents. I mean, you also had European parents, but my parents were a lot more European than yours. But one thing that endeared Kissinger to me was his accent. His co-author on the book on AI said that although Kissinger really embraced the idea of technology and recognizing, you know, the frontiers uh, that technology was opening up and changing of the world, when he was writing his book, they thought originally he could just use Google Voice. But Google Voice could not, despite its, its, it's savvy, it could not translate Kissinger properly. His English was so affected by his German accent that that <laughs> as brilliant as he was as, as, and I'm sure he I'm sure his mind was able to think in English. I don't know how many languages he spoke, but uh, they were not able to translate it properly. OK, so tonight we've been all over the map. Rabbi Yosef Kavrio you know, stalwart of ethics, wants to talk about the expulsion of George Santos from the House of Representatives.
1: I want to ask, in in, in theory, in our, uh, let's say we had a member of the Sanhedrin who actually was cautioned in all sorts of crimes, or for that matter, a coin on a different plateau. So a coin would definitely not be kicked out of the guna for the they don't kick out that coin for coin of anything, right? That is not necessarily comparable because that's a, a, a genetic. So I don't know. On What grounds would, would we ever eject something from the Sanhedrin? Would there be any grounds for it? Now, obviously, not that, but Zuck and Mama he's me, who's the Sanhedrin?
0: A Zuck and Marma can either be in the Sanhedrin or someone who's royed to be in the Sanhedrin. Right. Obviously, the Sanhedrin, the is uh what was demanded was... Uh, the ultimate uh, ethical standards of of of, of behavior, because they were the Mbali hayra for for Taira. Now, do we ever have any sugis to deal with when we would jettison someone and when we would censure them uh, for certain behavior? I
1: think we do. I think we do. I, think, I don't think we have such things. The only the only time we really have somebody discussed is a copy of Mahalo, but again, it wasn't based on the ethics the basis of
0: uh, disputation. It sounds like something that is so far-fetched, but why doesn't why isn't there, like, like a kayan that's a chavah uh, sanhedrin who's nechshed al znus, or a chavah sanhedrin who's nechshed on gzela? Where do we have that? Again, I'm sure that uh, Rav Chaim uh, Zatzal or Rabbi Yosef Engel and others would be able to find us a very givaldi uh, kitzushtel. I can't think of one.
1: No, because they're tiny. he's kind George Santos Steiner, was that I have not been convicted of a crime. Anybody else who's been expel, uh, expelled from the uh, the, horse, the House of Representatives, it's after they were convicted of a crime. So therefore, what right do you have to kick me out at this point? Obviously, more than two-thirds of the House of Representatives disagreed with that.
0: Look, you know, your Zuzshtel to is, again, you know, silly, really, because the, the House of Representatives is something that's voted by the people uh, in a Democratic election and the meanly in Sanhedrin, of course, is something that's a process that you have to earn your stripes.
1: That may be, but the question is, who their rice, and under what circumstances somebody barfs a rice in the Sanhedrin? Because ultimately, senators is also, however you get there, it's a democratic or a democratic body. Once you get there,
0: the process of, of of what the Sanhedrin did was somewhat democratic because they had to vote on whether, you know, in a specific case or a discussion about how halacha was going to be promulgated. But the the idea that, uh, you know, again, a House of Representatives, if a person lied and, and was a complete, you know, he made up everything about his his past and that's how he was able to get elected.
1: You know, again, it's a good shilo. But if he busts such a person was never convicted of a crime, but it's on a crime. And he sits in a basin. The basin posel is he posel aedus?
0: No. Again, you do have posel You have mesachke bekubi. You have people that are eno ba yeshu b'shailam. It will if you hold, you know, a So any posel aedus would be posel adayonis too. Right, but, but why would George Hanson be posel at On the of what we know about
1: him?
0: Here's the thing: Would you be able to posel the psak? Would you be able to? Could could you ask if someone who was who lost in the case discovers that the Dian was nechshad on this and that? Could he be able to call for a reexamination and get his money back, or uh, and have the the would the din be chaser? And I think that's that's a good question, something that I think uh, is needs to be investigated. And again, I, I think. A thorough learning of Masechtas Sanhedrin with the Meyer Mikaymus probably will yield uh, an answer to that question. Again, if if, if a person is Posel Edus he can't be a Dayan. A lot of Dayanus Bezman especially in America, in the in the outfit that we both work in, it's based on arbitration, which is this, which is basically Kabola. uh Rav Herzog writing in his uh, magnum opus of how to structure a a Medina with Halacha talks about the fact that Al-Pi halacha you could have an Isha as a Dayan because if the parties are Makabel, that person, so now they are bound by who that person is. Even though Al-Pi teira, the person, can't be a Dayan is also to be a Dayan, you can Makabel Joe Schmo, you can Makabel anyone, you can Makabel the drunk in the street, and if both sides agree to that, as, as we do on an arbitration agreement, so – you're stuck with that dayan, even if you discover afterwards. So I think Bisman Azeh doesn't have any so much a practical nafkamina. The question would be uh, Bizman chazal when you would have a bez and sholchov gimo, uh, would that be a reason to be matzil de retzeyach? Let's say you know again if if one of if, if one of the overriding. Psakim was said by someone who then we discover it was possible based on edus that he did these averes. Would would, would, would would we retry the case? Would we bring the person back uh, from the killing field? I think that's a good question, and um, I, I'm 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 impressed that you were able to get from Santos the low life into a, a halachic discussion.
1: Yeah, again, it's it's, it's it goes from. To Sanhedrin, I go all the way down to the to the local diet. As you, I'm just reiterate, underlying the point you made. On each level, the question is: What would passel that person, and what would taint the, the entire which they issued as
0: Baruch Hashem. As 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 Landau points out, we do, and as I, I mentioned to you, we do have vitur, we do have tshuva, and I don't know if it necessarily uh, a maisa aveira, it Auto- automatically makes him possible.
1: I think, uh, he is able, uh, to come back. It goes into the more global question of how ethics and halacha interface. We know that the, the Khazni has is this famous finish, which that sheikhat is a custom. It's a chaik because a, Pide, a, a a place can possibly anything in arachaim and Yoridea or well, even if it's Macabo schar to Paskin. Even it's no And you know, when it comes to question mishpat, it's like exeris special halacha, which uh, Chaik. So the so the question is, is that the case? So how do we understand the place of ethics in a court system?
0: Yes, I think it's. I think that would be a great, great topic of discussion and maybe who knows maybe the good convention tonight uh after these speakers are finished who knows maybe they're going to break go into a breakout room and discuss the interplay of ethics and rabbinic psak. i think it's a great topic i will definitely suggest it so that's about it my friends we hope that uh <laughs> you enjoyed our little banging around take care everybody be well thank you so much for listening to this episode I hope you liked what you heard. If you did, please take a moment to share this or any of the many episodes available on our platform with friends in order to help grow our community. Until next time, Shalom.